0: from the figure studios it is weekend geek update smurf here flying solo today getting you caught up on some of the stuff it's been a while since i have been alone in the podcasting studio feels a little bit weird not gonna lie but i had to reach out let the nerdverse know what's going on what's catching my eye some of the stories and my take on some of the you know what i'm watching what i'm seeing go on because it is a wet wild spring it wild for sure because it's like snowing every other week and last week at this time i was you know worried i wasn't going to live much longer as my car was careening all over the road 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 ditch pathfinder ditch finder you know that kind of thing (laughs) we are sponsored by suzy q's the fabulous and creative mind uh that has blessed us with uh, her appearances every week, once a month anyway, I shouldn't say every week, but she's she's here consistently, but she will be back next week as her and I go over some very interesting stories, uh, and I think we're saving Batman, we know Batman is like a big topic, and for me to do Batman by myself just seems kind of, what you know, everyone wants wants in on this story, because everybody's got like a take on this film so if you didn't read our meat and potatoes review last week of it it is up on the website it is on the facebook page go check it out it is uh spoiler free because we're you know we're very conscientious of our fellow nerds we don't want to ruin anything but it really does give a an accurate depict a depiction of what to expect with the new batman but a lot of fans a lot of friends uh and even the casual casual listener boy i am not talk today (laughs) the casual listener has wanted to jump in and sound off about the new batman film so i will take your questions this week if you want to send them to me and or direct message or however you want to to get your question about the new Batman film or your input I will try and read what I can on the air if I get a lot uh, we'll see but if you have questions or things that you want us to discuss about the new Batman film shoot them to me this week and we will address them in next week's podcast as Susie and I sit down and talk about the Batman but that doesn't mean that there's not other stuff going on This week has actually been quite a cornucopia of trailers. Um, And to just kind of dive into that, first one that came out actually at the end of last week, and I couldn't really respond because I was at a food show, uh, the Restaurant and Bar Association food show, which was at the convention center this time last week. I was there. I was covering. You will see videos. You will see pictures. You will see all sorts of stuff as I wandered around and talked to people about, Boo and booze. Some of my favorite things. So, with that in mind, uh, I was unable to get on top of the Kenobi trailer that landed. And it is glorious. It is spectacular. I can't tell you how just a little child inside of me jumping up and down ready to see this because, and I I know I may have said this once or twice in the past, but. Kenobi is my my favorite Jedi I I have a huge fondness for Mace of course because Mace Windu in the books and the story is is pretty much a badass but my first Jedi (laughs) you always remember your first Jedi is Obi-Wan Kenobi I I mean that's the way it is and in my mind is the the definitive the definitive Jedi for all of the, the the Star Wars geeks out there so to see the trailer and to have it open up the way it did, showing us so many elements of other Star Wars productions and and stories that are all colliding into this. The Inquisitors, which of course is like the big standout for most of this, in addition to the Empire and Vader... And that impending doom. I'm sure we will see Ahsoka show up, and it'll be different than the one we have seen in Mandalorian, I would think, because we're going back in time now. Kind of, kind of hard to keep track of the timeline here when you know you're bouncing back and forth. It's worse than the Doctor Who episode, but I think I think everyone can handle it with Ahsoka if she shows up. That is, I don't, I'm sure she probably won't, but this is just the fan fanboy inside of me just eager to see more because that's we're never satisfied we always want more give us more and even when you give us more eh, half the time we're not even happy with that with the trailer however i'm just blown away by the care and the the meticulous details we even saw just coming through with that 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 just the Easter eggs, everything that's going on and even the dialogue that's going during the trailer is immense. So what does this mean for Kenobi? I mean, we know he makes it out. We know he gets to the end of the story and I'm sure there will be some, some close calls, a couple of different shaves, but you know, it's, it's funny. Cause when we were looking at the clone wars, it was Anakin that saved Obi-Wan number of times obi-wan got in over his head and and he came to the rescue who's going to come to his rescue now especially when he's going against inquisitors and a empire that was kind of coming off a little less competent than we have anticipated how will kenobi and vader meet up will they meet up is it this face-to-face i don't know but i think this is um, the dark times when we s- next see Obi Wan after this, of course, we don't know. Maybe there'll be more stories in between, but I doubt it. He's telling Luke, you know, before the dark times, there was the Jedi, and th- I think this is these are those dark times. This is this is the end of the world as we know it. But the Jedi are extinct. No, they're hiding, and I'm I'm very curious. I want to see more and i know we will it's just it's just waiting is such a pain in the ass i want it again i want it all now and that's just the inner nerd inside of me speaking the other trailer that landed and this actually landed uh earlier today was the miss marvel trailer for disney plus this will be a series that'll be going on it's based on the comic book and I'm not sure how I feel about it. I've watched it a few times, just to kind of wrap my brain around it. I, I've i had my opinions about Moon Knight, which was another Disney Plus series that Marvel has coming. And I'm very curious how these... Because these are very two different stories. These are very two different characters. Because you have Moon Knight, who is absolutely psychotic and has multiple personalities. He's fractured internally both emotionally mentally and has you know his own level of problems i don't know if we can i don't know if disney's prepared to go as dark as moon knight really is cuz his character is just is is brutal i mean he makes the new batman film look like candyland cuz just how over the top dark and just I, mm. How this relates to the comics and Disney plus taking that step because I know there was a lot of pushback as far as Daredevil and Luke Cage and the Defenders being absorbed from the Netflix universe and everyone was a wee bit upset with just this is this is kind of against Disney's grain. this is not you know family wholesome entertainment. It's not supposed to be. So now we get Miss Marvel, which is kind of the family wholesome entertainment it is a teenage girl's perspective um which is encouraging to see we do need to see more female superheroes we do need to see this this stretch and it looks like we have the nega bands looking at the trailer it looks like they are taking the nega bands from captain marvel or quasar to give her her powers instead of taking the story directly from the comics and I know there are certain things so this means a change in powers this means something different I'm I, I'm happy about the trailer I don't know if this one this one's gonna really be for me just because I I, I I'm not interested <laughs> I don't know and I don't want to say I'm not interested in another high school story um, from a female's perspective I'm I'm very very curious to see how disney executes this and i want to see this succeed it needs to succeed i think the voice for female superheroes is long past being heard it needs to be heard and to see this is is remarkable and i'm excited to see what disney does i wish they would have stayed a little truer to the character from the comics because i think That is the better story. But without seeing what Disney has put together for this and how this character ties into the the big MCU movie that'll be coming out is yet to be seen and how that plays out. But, eh. I mean, the special effects and everything else look impressive. It, It is very interactive from a character standpoint. And I'm sure we'll see vast developments for the character. As they discover their powers and they go through the the usual discovering of a hero and 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 even when you hear the dialogue of the trailer, it's I mean, I mean it's cool, it's great. Like I said, I don't know if it's for me, but then not everything is meant to be for everybody, and that's that's perfect. That's the way that's the way life should be. As we do get closer to both of these series, Moon Knight and Ms. Marvel. Course, I will be here to give you my take on it and let you know how they're doing compared to the comics. I'm Moon Knight, definitely more rugged, more rough, more out of the box. Miss Marvel, who knows? I am excited to see what Disney puts together, so uh, we'll keep you in the loop on that. Let's see what else. Ah, uh, ooh, so this perked my interest. Hammer Studios making Eddie Izzard's Dr. Jekyll movie. Hammer Films has been uh, an iconic staple for the horror genre for a very long time, and they have been doing um, some pretty interesting stuff, reinventing classics like uh, Dr. Frankenstein, Dracula, The Mummy, things of that nature. And this is something that's been kind of on their their palette since before the blip, and now we finally get it. Uh, The press release that I got, the details of Hammer's first project are extremely scant, but the core narrative will follow Dr. Jekyll Izzard, a recluse who finds friendship in a newly hired employee, Rob, uh, who's played by Scott Chambers, with whom uh, uh, she works closely to stop the dual personalities of Jekyll and Hyde from consuming one another. Uh, this is a modern interpretation of Robert Louis Stevenson's classic nineteen, or excuse me, eighteen eighty six novella, "The Strange Case of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde." I'm excited to see this. The picture of Eddie Izzard looks just chilling as both roles, uh, playing Doctor Jekyll and uh, Mister Hyde. I think this character has been left on the shelf for far too long. And I think the duality of the character probably speaks quite well these days. Because you have so many different aspects. People, you know, not letting their true selves out. Hiding behind keyboards. The day of, you know, virtual bullying. (laughs) Taken to the extreme with Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Because what you get in person may not be the person on the keyboard. So, I I think the duality and just like... The 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 grittiness of this is spectacular. um Stevenson, um, who is involved with the project, also shared his excitement for it in a quote: uh, "It's an honor to partner this way with the new Hammer Studios in doing so. Doctor Jekyll becomes both part of a legendary legacy and the start of an exciting feature for UK genre filmmaking." the um to back up (laughs) hammer was acquired during the blip by the uk film company uh a uk film company and i can't remember the name of it but uh they've been working around this for quite a while and to get these guys going is just awesome of course the details of The project are extremely scant. Nothing has really gone on much past announcing that as Eddie Izzard. It was going to be weird to see Eddie Izzard in kind of... I don't know. I guess I've seen him in a serious role. I don't know if you can count Ocean's 10, 11, and 12 as serious. But, you know, he's wearing normal clothing. (laughs) This seems to really kind of take Eddie Izzard into... His, his very... I mean, the man is extremely flamboyant. If you have never watched Eddie Izzard's stand-up, you are missing out. Because it is wonderful. It's creative. It's a walk through history most of the time as he explains things that truly happened. And the man has a flair. The man is very aware of what goes together. So, with him doing Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, I think this really just plays into his wheelhouse and i'm just excited to see him working and doing stuff last time i saw eddie izzard he was doing a a run uh to raise money for a charity and that was spectacular i know at the end of that run he was he was a little a little worn out i think it took a little bit more out of him than he kind of expected of what was uh going to be needed of him so We'll, we'll see how this does The key details about the remaining cast Release dates and plots Have not been revealed as of yet Dr. Jekyll is targeting a festival Debut autumn This year With a UK theatrical release To follow shortly thereafter Wraps up the rest of the press release that I got How this works with the rest of Them trying to bring back the monsters And everything else eh. I don't know I don't have that answer um, I know it's been kind of a struggle, and I want to see monsters back in my mainstream. I want to see more Dracula. I want, to see, I want to see the Wolfman come back. I really do like the Wolfman. And, like, the decent Wolfman, not just some over-characterized nonsense. And the Invisible Man I was always very fond of, but I guess we've seen that way too much, to be honest with you. And, eh, Dr. Jekyll just kind of seems like the perfect fit. So... We shall see what happens. And uh, as this, I get more information on it, I'll be sure to keep you guys in the loop on that. Because uh, I want to see this actually really, really a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, what else? Okay. So on to what I've been watching. Uh, watch The Atom Project this week, which is Ryan Reynolds' new sci-fi uh, jaunt. Jaunt Through Time on Netflix. Not bad. I mean, once you get past the glaring pothole, pothole, plot hole, that it is kind of a pothole, but it is a plot hole that you're kind of like, but wait, if this and that, and it's time travel, try not to wrap your mind around it too much. It's a fun little kind of. You know. It's very family-focused, and I like that. The end, of the, the end of the film is a very positive, family-friendly kind of message, and it goes to show that there can be happy endings for everybody. The fight sequences are intense. They're cool. The special effects are great. It is very Marvel reminiscent. I think there were a couple of props used from the MCU. I'm not going to point out which ones. I will let you figure that out on your own. There's also another question. If you have a cloak, you know, like an invisibility cloak, you can, you can you know, blend in with your surroundings, why would you turn it off before you attack somebody? I mean, I understand the ship and all of that. You can't fire with a cloak on because it's too draining on the power cells. Whatever. I mean, old Star Trek lore. I get it. But if it's a personal cloak that keeps you invisible, why would you turn it on before you attack somebody? I don't think that that's characteristic of any power drain. It just... (laughs) (laughs) These are just little things that nitpicky that I'm just kind of like, "Mm." all in all, Ryan Reynolds, of course, is Ryan Reynolds. It's fun. We get a little of emotional range out of Ryan this one, and it's not all just rehashed Deadpool lines and everything that we kind of got in New Guy, which I enjoyed, and nobody seems to, you know, give that film as much credit as due because it's actually a rather enjoyable film. Same with this one, the Atom Project has uh, Jennifer Garner and Ryan Reynolds, and um. Mark Ruffalo in it as well, so like I said, kind of reminiscent of uh, some Marvel stuff going on in there, but it's fun, it's great, and there's some good quips back and forth, all in all, it's an easy hour and a half if you're at the bottom of Netflix and you're not sure what to watch, and it doesn't take a whole lot of brain power to just kind of plug in and enjoy it for a little bit, yeah, it's good, go for it. The other, so while we were away, the Flash returned, and I know people are kind of like on the bubble with the new, or with Flash, I'm kind of there with you, I don't know where they're going to go, but they definitely are exploring a couple of different avenues, and I think what we're about to see is Impulse become the new Flash. I think we, uh, I mean, and I don't even know if this is just by choice, or if this is, the cast and crew everyone seems to be moving on they're tired uh they don't want to continue playing the same role over and over again and we have slowly seen all of the major characters disappear i mean we've seen it on the uh the legends of tomorrow that I, i think we've lost just about everybody except for one character that was original and i'm sure she might be done too I think Flash is kind of at that same point. But the problem is Flash has such, I don't know, I guess a decent following. I don't know when you look at the ratings and the characters between like Arrow and Flash, which show kind of does better. Flash seems to hold its own, I think, a little bit better next to Arrow. But I always thought Arrow was just a Batman knockoff, in my opinion. The poor man's Batman. (laughs) If... What I'm seeing is coming. I think we're about to see Grant and Iris kind of fade off into the background, making different appearances throughout the continuation of the series. And I think we're about to see Impulse come on as Flash. John Wesley Ship also showed up in the new season premiere last week of Flash. And it was good to see him. And it's kind of fun to see him playing Jake Garrick, and even getting like a little little tidbits of information from him being flash and him kind of teaching impulse how to become flash so there's a lot of markings on the wall I don't know how I feel about it to be honest with you I've always liked impulse uh, I thought he was great I like Jake eric always a favorite little upset that they didn't or never have brought in. Uh, Max Mercury, who's actually the mentor to Impulse. But Jay makes perfect sense. If this is the route they go, I, I'm i kind of okay with it. I wouldn't mind seeing John Wesselship and Impulse uh, move on with the Flash and just kind of do a whole new, different take on Flash as Barry does whatever Barry's going to do and retire and just kind of start fulfilling because they've set everything up for the future they've set it all up and i don't know what what we can do and what stories to go after and the cw universe it seems to be kind of i wouldn't say falling apart but it's definitely <laughs> it's definitely in different pieces than it used to be and to that point we get to superman and lois which is also returning And they just continue to just sucker punch me with everything that's going on. Of course, I I was so determined and so convinced that we were going to get Doomsday, and we didn't. We got Bizarro. We got the Eradicator. We've got Superboy. We've got Steel. Honestly thought it only made sense, but it, it didn't happen. The question is, what is going to happen? We are getting multiple Earths coming back, and I thought at the end of um, Crisis that that was all eliminated and they were done, and that was kind of the end of it. But I think we've, they've DC has just brought back all of the the other Earths because we're getting it with Naomi, which I'm not sure how I feel about that show. So I'm just not. I'm going to wait till it's over to even talk about it. Superman and Lois, however, has continued to just keep me hooked and engaged and what we got last week i knew was going to happen it only made sense it was the actual natural progression of that character storyline and it totally made sense and how it had to happen i don't like how it happened but it had to happen with that said what's next really i i don't i don't know I, I I'm we're we're getting multiple Earths, we're getting all sorts of crazy stuff, but Superman just continues to to surprise me. It's creative, it's great, it's a little darker than of course our our happy go lucky flash and Naomi, which has odd similarities to the Sarah Jane Chronicles opening, but that's maybe just my imagination. But eh, Stargirl, of course, which also I'm still a fan of and I'm hoping we'll we'll see kind of a uh, resurgence into the darker characters as the Legion of doom or the injustice society I think they're calling that one comes back and kind of makes a makes a play for the town I hope I guess <laughs> just me being wishful thinking I guess that's all uh, but I mean Superman and Lois is actually kind of fun I'm really enjoying it Oh, uh, what else? Oh. We Now you may not have Paramount Plus or CBS All Access or whatever they're calling it these days, but Picard season 2 premiered last week. We got episode 2 coming up and our episode 2 already will land by the time you hear this. And um I don't know. I like Picard. It was just a weird kind of jumbled mess it was great to see uh Guinan back it was even better to see John DeLance return as Q and in normal Q fashion makes quite the the flamboyant return aha the theatrical side of Star Trek but I mean, it was no surprise what was on the other side of the, the gaping gash and the space-time continuum. Of course it was the Borg, but I don't I don't know where this is going, and I don't know if I'm really all on board, and it just kind of, eh. It was okay. Picard just seems, I, I don't know, poor. I don't know if it's just Patrick Stewart or they're just trying to make him look older But he just looked like he was having problems walking. So I'm hoping that that was just kind of a characterization and what they're trying to portray for the character and that Patrick Stewart really doesn't look like he's struggling that much to get around. The rest of the characters, eh. I mean, it was kind of, you just got thrown into the middle of it. Obviously, time has gone on. It's been like a year and a half since the last season. And we just kind of get this shotgun approach of where where everybody is what everybody is doing and okay fine I can take that but I don't know it just it wasn't the Star Trek storytelling that I think all of us are kind of used to it was it felt rushed it really did I'm sure things will slow down as we get into the remaining of the season and what happens for the characters and the story as we have this alternate reality that Q creates but I don't think Q created it I think there's some other driving force behind this because it's never what it appears with Q and eh, I don't know I mean I'm, I'm in I'm gonna watch it I just don't know how happy I'm going to be to watch it. <laughs> I know that sounds awful to say, but it's just, just one of those things that I, I'm, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, we'll see. I, I'm, no spoilers, nothing else. Uh, I'll just le- let you explore on your own. Uh, In local news, stuff that's going on, some events that you may want to partake on, opening March 25th at the Centennial Promenade in Denver is going to be the Dr. Seuss Experience. I'm really excited to see this. Uh, The tagline, The Dr. Seuss Experience is an imaginative and interactive immersion into the wondrous world of Dr. Seuss. The Seuss-tacular Sensory Spectacular takes each guest on an awe-inspiring journey through nine different Dr. Seuss books, allowing each visitor a chance to magically step into the pages of each of the books. This is going to be cool. I'm kind of I want to I want to see more of this kind of like pop up. I know we've seen like the Alice in Wonderland bar, we had the Mario Kart. So to see this kind of come in is very cool. Now the Centennial Promenade is located at 9667 East County Line Road in Centennial, which is right next to... To IKEA, so if the line is too long to get into IKEA, or you get your fill of civet, they meet the balls. you can go over to Dr. Seuss and and have a Seuss-tacular <laughs> sensory spectacular, uh, which takes you on so many different journeys. The worlds that it looks like um, you can swing around in Truffula. Trees do, 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 from the Lorax. Make your way through the brilliant balloon film maze uh, from Oh, the Places You'll Go. Um, do, 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 do. Stroll through the towering clovers, listening for a who from Horton Here's a Who, or join the circus. Oh, I want to go join the circus. That looks fun. Um this is you have like different times that you can go. The ticket prices vary based on what you want to do. General admission ranges from twenty eight to thirty five dollars based on age. Uh children uh under I think like ten or free or something like that. The above that twenty eight dollars, adults thirty five. If you want to do VIP which enables you to go anytime you want or the spectacular who uh one which is also 45 dollars that you can make appointments if you miss your appointment that's fine you can come back in another day but it looks like it would be kind of fun i want to just go hang out and the horton hears a who stuff and the circus <laughs> um i don't know where else this has been before this So I don't have any information other than that. Of course, being a huge Cat in the Hat fan, very hopeful that I'll be able to go and buy the Cat's Hat. That's what I want. I want to be able to go and buy the Cat's Hat from the Dr. Seuss experience. I don't think that's too much to ask for. Do you? (laughs) Uh, Again, that address is ninety six. 67 east county line road and it's right next to ikea also in local news this weekend is going to be the anime hangout at the embassy suites on i-70 and havana both saturday and sunday looks like it's going to be quite spectacular costume contest cash prize for that there will be a dance party saturday night i will actually be there assisting and helping and hanging out with you as we dive into the world of anime friday will be the talk studio who we had gordon in just uh, a couple weeks ago talking about the art space and all of that there will be uh, a show he would be putting on this friday and it looks to be awesome The artist that will be showcasing showing off um that gordon is hosting there we go gordon's hosting uh christian millet who is the peruvian graffiti artist guy uh that has done some amazing stuff it's not only just limited to his art but he's he's got a lot of other projects going on and if you're not familiar with christian millet m-i-l-l-e-t check him out online he will be doing the show and i'm very very excited to go and check out his work we may get him on the podcast we're waiting to see back on scheduling which is always always a problem just depends what else uh local i think that's it local yeah not a whole lot going on we've got um all seas fan expo which completed last weekend Yes, last weekend. The weeks are blurring together for me, uh, which was great. We had a good time. Everyone came out and said hi to Red and myself. We we basically just sat back. We, we slung a couple of books. The library is a little leaner, not a lot. We will be our next con is the Wicked West Expo. That we will be sharing a table with the Colorado Festival of Horror and we get to hang out with Brett Leader One and sling some more books and try to get more room in my library as well as push what's going on on the Colorado Festival of Horror side. We've announced a couple of guests that you may have missed so go over to the Colorado Festival of Horrors facebook page to see what terrifying guests we already have lined up there are more to come as we continue to work on bringing you the the best horror con that we can do the uh yeah just hopefully you don't have an innate fear of what we have for our guests so far but we just plan on having the best fun house experience possible, so check it out. It's over on the other side. Now, my final take this week is... I finished it. I think it's been long enough, and I can talk about it because everybody should have already binged the shit out of this. Uh, the Legend of Vox Machina, which we kind of discussed a little bit last week with... Uh, Matt Campbell when we were talking about art and I didn't want to go too deep into it because I'm like saving it I'm like no 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 I want to talk about this um, on my own Uh, but if you're unaware of Vox Machina it is an animated series that is on Amazon and it it is very clever it's very well done and I can just I got hooked and I really didn't think I was going to it's based on the critical role characters that this group created they were doing a podcast and out of this has come quite the the I mean it's it's creative it's fun and it's a sensation I don't want to say worldwide sensation because I don't know how many people are like into it but I kind of dug it but it's it is it's fun now when I went in and I started watching the first couple episodes of course you have your your various celebrities voicing some of the characters uh we get David Tennant of course as one of the main antagonists which was fun just to hear him do his Scottish accent and then not be attached to Scrooge McDuck the the characters themselves it took a while because there's 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 a lot of complexity there's a lot of things going on and they after finishing the series I still don't have a favorite. There's not one that I am absolutely in love with, which says a lot about what they're doing. They're not just your atypical kind of okay, this is, this is the brutish guy. This is, this is the love interest. this is you know they're very diverse characters. they're very they're very complicated, to be honest with you, and I'm really enjoying that aspect of the the, the team. And when I watch this, it really is reminiscent of back in back in my day, back in the day when, you know, I had the comic shop and we were doing our own Dungeons and Dragons campaigns. I, I remember finally sitting around the table with all the various friends at the time that would come and hang out at the shop and we would do our, our campaign, our D&D stuff. Not all the time was it D&D. We did Robotech. We did Marvel. We did a lot of different things, but there was our own campaign that we had and of course one of the members in the group who ended up becoming kind of a werewolf and my character ended up becoming more of a vampire by the end that he went out of his way to make sure that he killed me <laughs> he had my heart in a box and my head on a stake just to make sure that i wouldn't come back and in. and It's all in good fun. Did I take it personally? Fuck yeah, I took it personally. But it was still kind of fun. And I miss those days. So when I sat down and watched this, there was a lot of fun memories and a lot of feels that came out that I wasn't expecting. Especially as the characters begin to develop. One character you think you have nailed down and you find out there's a whole other dark storyline. And it just reminded me of just playing this stuff out as we did our campaign around the table is this going to continue that's a very good question as of this podcast at this time at this recording there will be a season two unfortunately we don't have any dates on when or what evidently when amazon put this together they had ordered 24 episodes over the course of two seasons so we already got 12 and we will see another 12 episodes now they're saying release date maybe late 2022 early 2023 depending upon where they really are in production i think they're probably a lot closer to being done than anyone gives them credit for and because they ordered this back in 2019 and of course the blip happened and things got slowed down and i'm sure there's probably a couple of production things that they need to get done but all in all, this is a fun this is a fun series. and how they ended it on the cliffhanger that they did, I'm glad that we're gonna get you know the continuation. I'm glad they did 24 episodes in two seasons. it makes perfect sense. And they're not your typical characters. They're not the ones that you see in your player's handbook. You, we don't have like the the paladin and and i laugh about that because i think in every campaign there was always a paladin there's not one that's like specifically you know the thief class we've got a lot of couple of elves and gnomes i mean the gnomes just cracked me up and i never never really ever thought of playing a gnome but of course this is probably in the expanded in like third or fourth edition now I was playing back in the day with you know first and second edition and as you know some of the new player handbooks were coming out so n- not nearly as deep a roster in the way of characters and character classes and creatures that you could probably play because gnomes well let's face it there's the size of footballs and easily kickable which which brings me at least the ones that we have are very powerful magic users and and they're fun this is not a kid's cartoon make no mistake i mean this is this is adult in nature it's it's brutal limbs get lopped off there's cussing there's nudity and there's booze and it's actually kind of fun I'm, I'm really, really enjoying it. And it, like I said, it doesn't take a whole lot to, to not get hooked. It's only 30 minutes, and we've got 12 episodes. The characters are infectious. I don't have a favorite, but I know there's still more story. There's a lot more to develop, and in that I am absolutely hooked because I want to see what happens next. I want to see how these characters continue on. The funny thing about this, as Critical Role, of course, has gained in popularity and the Nerdverse is definitely aware of them and loving what they're doing, they have their first module coming out for D&D, which is titled The uh, Netherdeep, which I'm going to do some more research. I don't have any release dates or anything else on that, so you may want to head over to the D&D site to see when this is going to come out because it makes me want to take – my my hmm, my first edition i might have to buy a couple books i'm thinking and and blow off a character sheet and get back into doing a campaign it really did i just it, it it gave me the itch to to do some role playing some tabletop only of course with the right group it's that's that's a must we'll see what happens if you if you're looking for for someone to, to join your group Send me a message. Let me know. But I think, actually, there is a group that has, has has approached me, and hopefully all of that comes together that we can get that going and just not that we'll be anything close to, like, Critical Role, but maybe I'll record it and we'll see how we, we come out on the other side. It may be just a bunch of gibberish listening to Dice Roll, people cuss at each other, and lots of drinking. Similar to the show. <laughs> And that's my take on Vox Machina, the legends of... Well, you know, you get the idea. Check it out. Ah, last bit of news for the toy lovers out there and for Thundercat lovers. This was something uh, unexpected. Now, I know you guys may be aware that uh, Super 7 is the... they've been doing some great stuff they have all of the thundercats uh so far that that i would even imagine they've done some turtle stuff we we've seen some great releases from them and now they're doing the silver hawks so the other day they released the pre-sale for mandora which, if you're a Thundercats fan, you'll understand who she is. She's basically this intergalactic cop that ends up on 3rd Earth. And she was, she made an appearance multiple times on the cartoon. And to see her actually get an action figure is awesome. So she's part of Wave 5.5. We've now just recently seen Slythe show up, as well as Crackers from the Marauders. And uh, they just keep coming up with some great characters for this line. The character is um, coming out. I don't have a date, uh, which I thought I did. Sorry. Uh, But it is part of the Mini Wave 7-inch scale that she comes with her electrocycle which is just an iconic... T- I, back in the day, wanted to build a Lego thing of this because it was just so freaking cool. Um, and her just riding around in space on an electric motorcycle, essentially. Yes, I know. I, it's, it's, it's way more impressive than it sounds, trust me. Uh, the Mandora character is $55 right now for the pre-order. If you just want the electrocycle, which does hold two figures, is 150 If you want both... And you get the full set. That's $205. The sets do come with a lot of accessories. Some fun stuff. Her boomerang, of course. And the the soap dispenser. Uh, if you've seen the cartoon, you'll know why that is actually kind of cool and funny. All at the same time. Because when did soap become a superpower? It's a very good question. Super 7 just continues to produce some great stuff. And i'm i'm excited to just pick it up there's a couple of things that i picked up that i'm waiting to show one is the uh is a transformer i know i'm just such a child sometimes but i couldn't say no to this i i had to do it and susie's not here to to reprimand me or tell me bad or red for that matter because if red found out she would just shake her head and just like great one more dust collector But when the Transformer shows up, I can promise you we're going to be doing a special video for that because I'm very excited to get this. Very excited to get it. But that's just me. Uh, And that's just the podcast. Everything else is just kind of toying in the wind. Uh, Hopefully you'll come and join me at the anime hangout this weekend at the Embassy Suites on I-70 and Havana. I'll be hanging out pretty much all Saturday and Sunday go on to Facebook to uh, RMC Anime Hangout and all the details are there. Ticket prices are listed and you can come hang out show up in your favorite cosplay get a chance to win some money and they're also taking donations for Cap for Kids who will be there for the charity that uh, we love to support helping kids with cancer which is a noble and very worthwhile uh, charity to help support so stop by say hi hang out make a little noise uh, make a little dance get down tonight yeah however that goes in the meanwhile <laughs> if i don't see you i'll see you next week uh until then run fast laugh hard and always be kind good night